It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning and uh, welcome to our men's health program. My name is Dr. David Samadhi, Chair of Urology at Lenox Hill Hospital, and we have another exciting show coming to you for the next half hour. We are live and we are open to phone calls, and uh, every week we try to bring you most exciting medical topics to make you healthier. The focus, obviously, it's all about men's health, but you know, women are always welcome to participate and uh, call in and ask questions. And every week we try to bring you like uh, guests that are experts in their field to make sure that you get all of your questions answered. And that's the idea. Uh, I hope you had a fruitful week and uh, you're enjoying your weekend. And uh, again, if you like to call in with any questions about the topic that's coming up, 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. We are live here in WOR. Um, one of the big topics that we're going to be talking about is is colon cancer. And uh, uh, colon cancer, obviously, is the third leading cause of death in America. A lot of people will be affected by this. And as usual, you've heard me as a urologist talk about screening and how it's important to get your PSA test for prostate and uh, certainly mammograms for breast cancer. But also colon cancer is a big topic over here, and the, the effect of colonoscopy and going to see your doctor is absolutely extremely important. One of the latest news that happened, and I was actually quite surprised, that forever we were talking about getting your colonoscopy starting the age of 50, and as I'm watching and listening to the news, I heard that they're lowering the level uh, and age for colonoscopy to 45, and it's like, wow, what happened over here? And we've seen these mobile fluid screening age, not only for PSA tests, but also for um, colonoscopy and, and mammograms. And so that's why it's important to really listen to the experts and know when to go for a screening and, and uh, making sure that you get your colonoscopy. I have uh, invited uh, an expert in the field, a gastroenterologist and a friend, Laura Frado, is going to be with us. She um, is uh, well known in her field. She works for New York Gastroenterology Associates. Laura, are you with us today? Are you I online? Am. Good morning. Thank you very much uh, for being with us, and we would like to learn from you over the next uh, half hour or so. Uh, just for the record, Laura has uh, gone to New York uh, SUNY Downstate Medical School and did her residency at Columbia, well trained and well respected in the field of GI and. Um, Laura, welcome to the show. I, I want, you know, we got a lot of emails uh, over social media about these changes of uh, screening for colon cancer. What exactly is going on? Why did they decide, the American Cancer Society, to really like announce this and why to go from age 50 to 45? Um, yeah, it's really exciting and interesting, all these changes that are happening. Um, thanks again for having me on today. Of course. Um, so, what Every few years, obviously, the big societies update their guidelines to make sure they're up to date with doing the right thing for their patients. And what American Cancer Society has been noticing is that 
despite the fact that for colon cancer, the mortality has been decreasing over the last you know, 10 to 20 years, probably due to our increased use of screening, that we are actually seeing increases in rates of colon cancer in p- younger people. So they did some, basically some fancy math, and they did some testing modalities, and they came up with um, a, a decision that it was actually more, it was beneficial and, you know, saved lives to start screening patients at age 45. Um, and it's still kind of in flux um, right now because they're the first society that has made the statement and not all the other, you know, cancer recommendation um, groups have come on board with this yet. They're the first ones to kind of look at this um, from this angle and see if actually checking for younger people um, would save lives. So it's very interesting that you talk about this because we've seen this in my field of urology when it comes to PSA screening. And right now, American Urologic Association is talking about the fact that you should be starting getting your PSA at the age of 55 and start talking to your doctor and over the age of 69, the significance of this is not going to be good. And we see in our practice on a daily basis, and we actually publish the data on a lot of young men that were uh, came with aggressive prostate cancers younger than the age of 50. In fact, this week I had a patient of mine that I operated on at the age of 43. Mm. Believe it or not, Laura, 97% of his prostate was full of cancer, and, wow. and he would have never made it to this guidelines. And while the guidelines are important, and I think it's uh, good for people to know about this, mm-hmm. um, depending on the risk factor, and I, we will talk about the risk factor of colon cancer and everything in a minute, but you know, they need to know if they're at high risk, and a lot of times these cancers don't have symptoms, you need to go in and get your colonoscopy or your mammograms or your PSA test mm-hmm. way before what these guidelines are talking about. Talking about colon cancer over here, tell us about like what, you know, if someone is listening right now, and again, if you have questions for Laura, call 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. What are some of the signs and symptoms of colon cancer? What should people like look for? What kind of signs and symptoms they have to come and see someone like you? So, unfortunately, when colon cancer is really early and that's when we want to catch it first it's it can be completely asymptomatic so that as you said getting the um, screening done when your doctor recommends is the most important thing but if you start to have any symptoms things that you may experience could be blood in the stool Um, if you ever see any bright red blood or even black stool that's something that you definitely need to bring to the attention of your doctor you know urgently Um, if you have a change in the style of bowel movements you've been normally having. So if you're usually pretty regular and things change, that's something you should bring to the attention of your doctor. Um, Other things that we look out for is, you know, weight loss without trying. If you suddenly notice you're starting to just lose weight. Um, And then more generalized symptoms, abdominal pain, um, fatigue, things like that. I think when you're talking about the change in the style of your bowel moments, one of the things that comes up all the time, especially in colon cancer, is the change in the caliber of, of stool. And, and what happens is when you have either some sort of a cancer growing, it can narrow the lumen and exactly. you're going to see like changes in, in bowel habits, etc. Um, just some of the statistics, I believe there's about 97,000 cases of colon cancer in America and uh, 43,000 new cases of rectal cancer. 
mm-hmm. um, and these are significant. And as you said, uh, like any other cancer, when you catch the disease early on, the prognosis is tremendous. Is that correct? Ninety-two yeah. percent survival at five years. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the earlier we can catch it, the less advanced it is and the better our treatments work to prevent further problems down the road. So I was taught in medical school that every time like you see like bright red blood per rectum, it's not always colon cancer. It could be hemorrhoids, it could be like a tear, it could be other things. But definitely these are warning signs that people need to be aware of, right? Exactly. And something that's the reason why you want to bring it to your doctor's attention so then they can take a better history and delve into, you know, if further testing like a colonoscopy is needed. Okay, so Laura, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want you to explain exactly what is involved in colonoscopy. Are there other alternatives to colonoscopy and who should do what and when? We'll take a minute break and we'll be right back. Are you diagnosed with prostate cancer and confused about your options? Dr. Samadhi, a world-renowned urology expert, is here to discuss your options. Have you gotten your PSA levels checked and considering getting a second opinion? Ask Dr. Samadhi, do you have questions about MRI-targeted biopsies? Dr. Samadhi knows the answers. Do you have questions about surgery versus radiation? Did you know that radiation after surgery is possible, but surgery after radiation is extremely challenging? Dr. Samadhi can provide unparalleled insights. Dr. Samadhi will show you about the new robotic techniques that not only can save your life, but also maintain the quality of your life. Call 212-365-5000 or go to ProstateCancer911.com and speak to Dr. Samadhi directly. That number again is 212-365-5000 or go to ProstateCancer911.com. What health tip would you give to your friends? As guys, we're pretty good about checking up on our cars, making sure the battery is good, the list goes on and on. But when was the last time you went to the doctor for a tune-up? It's important to take care of our health, seriously. UFM cares about your health and supporting your manhood, if you know what I mean. UFM is not regular underwear. It's underwear for men. I mean, just like women need a bra to support their womenhood, men need underwear that supports their manhood. UFM invented boxer briefs that have revolutionized the underwear game with a soft, adjustable pouch to provide the exact amount of support desired. UFM is the only boxer brief that provides true support. That's a game changer. So whether there's a medical issue, you play sports, or for every day, UFM offers no more chafing or adjusting with all-day support, comfort, and style so you can live to the fullest. Visit UFMunderwear.com to get $5 off your first order with promo code WOR. They offer free domestic and international shipping. That's UFMunderwear.com, promo code WOR. Visit UFMunderwear.com for more details. Welcome back to the show. We're talking to uh, Dr. Laura Ferrado, uh, talking about colon cancer today. And this is a big topic that everyone needs to be aware of. And certainly screening helps tremendously to, to find these cancers early on and be able to save lives. As I mentioned before the commercial, we have 97,000 cases of, of colon cancer and 43,000 cases of rectal cancer. And we want to make sure that we prevent it, we catch them early on, and we treat and save lives out there. And colonoscopy is something that has been recommended for men and women out there starting the age of 50. But as Laura mentioned, they found out that a lot of younger population around the age of 45 or so 
Uh, in that category, the numbers are on the rise, and that's why American Cancer Society is recommending colonoscopy at a younger age. Laura, tell us about, like, before we get to a colonoscopy, mm-hmm. what should people do to prevent colon cancer? Let's say you have family history of colon cancer. Your father or grandfather had this type of cancer. Mm-hmm. What should you be doing as far as, you know, does exercise like, um, make a difference? Mm-hmm. Does your weight matter? What kind of food we should be eating? Give us a so, whole rundown on, on prevention, please. So the, mo- the most important thing that you just mentioned is that knowing your family history is extremely important. So that's one thing everyone can do today is talk to their family and see who in the family has had what medical problems. And if anybody's had any types of cancer, it's good to know that information because it may change. Actually, you may even your doctor may even recommend earlier screening than 45. So that's my first tip is just knowing your family history is so important. And then lifestyle wise, um, they have shown that um, things that increase your rate are obesity, a diet high in red or processed meats, and lack of physical activity. Um, thus, reducing your risk is maintaining a healthy weight, um, exercising regularly, and not smoking. Um, those are some of the biggest um, ways to mitigate your risk. I mean, I think that's like a major, major red flag. Talking about like processed food. Mm-hmm. Talking about the fact that, you know, we have this sedentary lifestyle. We're sitting behind computers in our offices for hours and hours and not moving. And certainly alcohol and smoking, these are all extremely uh, high risk factors. Um, so uh, sticking to, I guess, fruits and vegetables. And I, yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Fruits and vegetables, obviously, it can facilitate the movement of, of stool and it won't stick around in your bowels and as a result it reduces the risk of inflammation Um, years ago i covered a very very interesting topic on fox news on sunday house call we talked about the fact that you know in your bowels you have all these good bacteria and bad bacteria and there's a whole ecosystem of like i don't know millions if not billions (laughs) of these uh, organisms in fact uh, one of the things i mentioned on tv is that almost 90 percent of your whole body is full of these bacteria you're you're not a human you're mostly bacteria and so many people were criticizing or laughing about this um, what what you know i i'm convinced that a lot of things that happens to us from your, our immune system uh the way we feel psychologically you know our energy level a lot of it originates from that colon and what happens and what kind of diet you talk about processed foods etc maybe you can make a comment about that and and tell me if i'm right uh, as a yeah, urologist I, or I agree not. with you I agree with you I think this is a hot topic right now that's um, currently under a lot of investigation there's a lot of studies going on to figure out what what is up with our microbiome you know what what is going on with all these bacteria in there and what have we done to alter it you know by eating more processed foods by eating less vegetables um, possibly the role of antibiotics that we've taken as that's right. growing up you know, have, how do all these things play a role in changing our microbiome and how does that affect, you know, our risk of inflammation and cancer down the road? We don't know yet, but we're doing research right now to kind of sort that out, and I think it's going to play a big role. So when people ask me, like, should I be taking probiotics or someone asks you, doctor, what's the role of probiotics? Are you a fan of it? Does it matter? Should people <laughs> uh, take these? Um, For me, the most important thing is a well-rounded, healthy diet, mm -hmm. you know, making sure you're getting enough variety, enough fruits and vegetables on a daily basis. But um, I do often give patients probiotics to kind of 
enhance their health and their gut motility and see if, you know, if people have different, you know, daily conditions like bloating and discomfort. Sometimes I'll add something like that and see if it gets their gut health a little better. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Ferrado about the colon cancer. If you have questions, you can call 800-321-0710. Um, one of the things that you mentioned was obesity and uh, the waistline. And it sounds like, you know, certainly diabetes and obesity, lack of exercise are also major risk factors. So to summarize it, I think it's extremely important. Everyone knows about this. Exercise, try to lose weight, lower your body mass index, mm -hmm. talk to your doctor about diabetes and any of those things, and stay away from any of these processed food. So I had my colonoscopy for the record. I come to <laughs> your group, and one of your one colleagues, uh, Dr. Eisenberg, takes care of me, but I know that you are extremely busy. We're talking to Dr. Laura Ferrado, and if you have any questions about colonoscopy, you know, uh, I want to like actually get your number. And if someone wants to call in, because sometimes people are shy, they don't want to be talking about their private information mm -hmm. on radio. What number should they be calling to make an appointment to see you? So our office number is 212-996-6633. And our website where you can even make direct um, appointments and check, you know, your insurance and see what insurances we work with is... NYGA.MD. Okay, sounds good. Your fancy website. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us about colonoscopy. I came in on a day. A lot of these colonoscopies are being down, uh, done not only in ambulatory surgeries, but also in the hospitals. Mm -hmm. I went to uh, the ambulatory surgery that you guys work in. I thought it was obviously early in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, I had a tough time with that bowel prep, I have to admit. It was like, like probably the worst part of it. Uh, well, that, but, that's, but, yeah, that's what I tell my patients. I say, you know, the day before where you're putting in all the effort is the worst part about the test. A lot of people are very nervous about the actual test itself and embarrassed about going through that. Um, but this is what we signed up for as a gastroenterologist. And, you know, everybody working there is respectful and understands this is not the easiest test to go through. But you know what? I, I started taking magnesium citrate, and mm -hmm. I was fine. And it worked out just perfectly fine. So there are, <laughs> there are easier ways that you can yeah, talk so to there, your doctor. So there are a lot of options. Um, Good. And what we do in our practice is we have a sit-down discussion before you arrive for your colonoscopy. So we kind of can work with you and see you know, which prep would be best for you to take. Okay. Laura, hang in there. We're just going to take another minute break, and when we come back, we'll talk about your colonoscopy and how you guys do it and what you look for. What well, health tip would you give to your friends? As guys, we're pretty good about checking up on our cars, making sure the battery is good, the list goes on and on. But when was the last time you went to the doctor for a tune-up? It's important to take care of our health. Seriously. UFM cares about your health and supporting your manhood, if you know what I mean. UFM is not regular underwear. It's underwear for men. I mean, just like women need a bra to support their womenhood, men need underwear that supports their manhood. UFM invented boxer briefs that have revolutionized the underwear game with a soft, adjustable pouch to provide the exact amount of support desired. UFM is the only boxer brief that provides true support. That's a game changer. So whether there's a medical issue, you play sports, or for every day, UFM offers no more chafing or adjusting with all-day support, comfort, and style so you can live to the fullest. Visit UFMunderwear.com to get $5 off your first order with promo code WOR. They offer free domestic and international shipping. That's UFMunderwear.com, promo code WOR. Visit UFMunderwear.com for more details. 
Welcome back. Uh, Dr. Ferrado is with us. Uh, Laura, uh, thank you for being with us on the show. We have another maybe eight minutes left. I want to talk about colonoscopy. What is it involved? Uh, what is it a big deal? There was a recent, uh, uh, there was a recent uh, discussion about uh, you know the danger of colonoscopy. Before we get to that, I just got a call from Charlie. Let me get this call. I want to answer this. Uh, Charlie, good morning. Dr. Samadhi here. Welcome to the show. Uh, yes, good morning. Uh, yes, uh, doctor, I was wondering, I heard a study on, on TV news about uh, re- increasing your vitamin D level to um, significantly lower the chance of having um, colon cancer, and I was wondering what your thoughts of that. So the question from Charlie from uh, Long Island is, the uh, role of vitamin D in prevention of colon cancer. Um, Laura, what is your thought on this? Um, I think getting your vitamin D level checked is very important and supplementing if it is low. Um, I personally take vitamin D because my levels are low. Um, they have been studying this going forward, and it's still kind of um, – it's not in the official guidelines as of right now, you know, that – people at risk for colon cancer should start supplementing with vitamin D, but I think it definitely has a role in the inflammatory state of the um, patient and um, the risk-benefit ratio of it is quite good. So I think if you need to take a vitamin D supplement, it may also decrease your risk, but you don't necessarily have to run out and buy a big bottle of it right now. So that's a very good point. And my take on this is that vitamin D is actually uh, is the jewel of vitamins. It's totally different than other vitamins. You get a lot of that from sun, which in New York we don't get enough. And I think I agree with you, Laura, that you should check your vitamin D level and certainly if it's lower than 30, you should like, try to talk to your doctor about supplementing it. I think going to some of these vitamin stores and taking vitamins on your own is not the way to go because you may be overdoing it and the risk of absorbing too much calcium and kidney stones, etc., is high and besides too much calcium is not good for you. Um, but there are a lot of studies out there, especially with vitamin against uh, colon cancer and prostate, aggressive prostate cancers, and studies have shown that it may play a role in reducing it. So I think, Charlie, you should like check your level of vitamin D, uh, vitamin D3, which is the active form. Talk to your doctor and find out what the level is and try to supplement. I take vitamin D myself, about 2,000 units. Now, there are a lot of doctors out there that promote tremendous volume of vitamin D, 5,000, 10,000. I think you need to be careful because more is not merrier like anything else that we do. I agree And with just that. be careful. So I hope that answers your question, Charlie. My uh, my level was 35, and the doctor gave me 2,000, and I stopped it. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. And I think the other thing is, like, once the sun is out and summer is here, <laughs> you can take your shirt off, and you could be out there for about 15 minutes in the sun, and you get 10,000 units of vitamin D, and that's perfectly fine. Thank you for being on the show, and we hope we hear from you every Saturday. Laura, tell us about your colonoscopy. What does it involve? Uh, you know, what is when you find a polyp, what does a polyp mean, and is that what converts to possibility of colon cancer in the future? Yes. So the procedure itself, um, the way we do it at our ambulatory center, as well as when I'm doing procedures at Mount Sinai Hospital, um, you come after doing the preparation and having a modified diet. When you arrive, you get sedated um, with gentle sedation. It's not general anesthesia. That propofol stuff, man, is amazing. <laughs> I had like one of the best sleep I've ever had. 
<laughs> and I'm not advocating for people to get propofol, but you wake up and you have no idea what just happened. It yeah, was you don't even know it was completed. <laughs> That's how quick it was. Um, what I do is I, using a flexible um, scope that has a camera on the end of it, I insert it through the rectum and examine the entire large intestine or colon. And as you're saying, what I'm doing is obviously looking for cancer, which would be a tumor or a mass that I would see, visibly see, and then take samples of. But if I see these little small things called polyps, these are small growths that come off of um, the lining of the colon, they almost look like a skin tag. Um, when I see those, we remove those. And I remove them through the scope um, using different tools and snares and yeah. techniques. Um, and the point of removing those is because polyps, especially the larger polyps, are precursors to colon cancer. And the, not, not all polyps turn into colon cancer, but by removing the ones that we find during the procedure, we prevent that one polyp from becoming a cancer. And the risk of uh, complications and perforations are extremely rare. So I think finding the right person who does a lot of these and volume is yeah. extremely important. We have one more caller. Michelle is on the phone and her question is, is irritable bowel syndrome related to colon cancer? I think we should do a whole segment <laughs> on Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. Uh, mm -hmm. But Michelle, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, doctors. I suffer terribly with irritable bowel syndrome due to stress, you know, a 10-year divorce that cost 900 grand, whatever. Anyway, and I'm about, I'm 47 years old. I'm trying mm -hmm. to do prune juice therapy, no white rice or bread. I'm not gluten-free. I don't know if the, you doctors recommend that. Um, so can you give me some advice? My grandmother had stomach cancer, and also is there anywhere for a free colonoscopy? The best treatment for this is to find yourself a new man and take care of all that stress. <laughs> All the irritable bowel stuff is going to be gone and you'll be great. Laura, what is the role of uh, either Crohn's or ulcerative colitis and colon cancer? Well, what she's asking about is irritable bowel, which is more like stress and anxiety manifesting as pain and discomfort in the stomach. That does not increase your risk for colon cancer. But patients with Crohn's and colitis, which is under the umbrella term inflammatory bowel disease, that actually does put you at a higher risk of colon cancer. So patients with those conditions actually undergo colonoscopies quite frequently, sometimes every one to two years. So that's, that's uh, very important. And I think that if you have a history of ulcerative colitis, you certainly need to make sure that you see people like Dr. Ferrado and uh, make sure that uh, you get for your screening and prevent any kind of colon cancer. She was asking about free colon cancer um, screening. We do, you know, people without insurance aren't aren't running out and getting colonoscopies. So there are programs out there um, that can offer colon cancer screening um, at reduced rates or even um, free colon cancer screening. So just get out there and talk to your doctors and they can get you in touch with these programs. That's wonderful. I think we have 30 seconds left. Laura, I wanted to thank you for being on the show. We learned me. a lot and we would certainly do another program. So much more to cover. Uh, thank you very much uh, for being with us and we encourage everyone to call in next Saturday we have like brand new show for you it's a pleasure to be with you and I wish everyone uh, the best of the week and I hope we made you great again and healthy again be well with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.